I'm Ray Rogers. You're listening to Fix This, a podcast exploring tech ideas and solutions to some of today's largest challenges. What makes us who we are? It's a complex question of nature versus nurture, but there is no doubt that much of who we are as individuals is determined by our own unique genetic makeup. Coriel Life Sciences uses research and genetic science to develop precise medical care specific to each individual with Gene Dose Live. Powered by Amazon Web Services, Gene Dose Live is a tool that allows healthcare providers to quickly test and identify which prescription is the best fit for a specific patient in real time. With the overall goal to ensure patients are only taking medications that work for them, improve medication efficacy, and reduce potential toxicity, Gene Dose Live can change the way patients receive care and the way healthcare is administered. Precision medicine can ultimately yield better patient outcomes, lower healthcare costs, and enable faster clinical decision-making. In the U.S. alone, medication-related mistakes cost over $40 billion a year, and by some estimates are the cause of hundreds of thousands of deaths annually. To better understand how cloud-powered precision medicine is changing patient care, I talked to Scott McGill, President and Chief Executive Officer at Coriel Life Sciences. Coriel Life Sciences is a spin-out from the Coriel Institute for Medical Research, which is a nonprofit research institute that's been working in the field of genomics for the better part of 75 years. We created Coriel Life Sciences in 2013 to scale up and commercialize a particular area of genomics called pharmacogenomics, which really uses the, the information that we can glean from genetic testing to help to steer appropriate medical care. The field of genetics has seen such rapid growth in the last 20 years, especially. Today, we have technology and the capability to understand at the patient level their unique genetic makeup. Can you tell us how this advancement has changed the way medical doctors and researchers think about delivering effective care with precision medicine? When we think about a doctor asking you if you have any family history of heart conditions or cancers, what they're really asking is, is there something in your genetics that would make you uh, determined in some way to have more of a risk of these things than others. So with the advent of now technologies that allow us to quantitatively measure the variation in human genome, we can start to use that in a much more precise and much more predictive way. Where we're seeing that implemented most frequently today is in cancer genomics. So we can look at the unique changes that happen in a cancer tumor versus the apparently healthy cells of that individual and help to steer the, the course of treatment appropriate to that specific kind of cancer. Um, we're also seeing this in a very big way in medication management, because so much of what happens in the body as it relates to how medic medications will actually react for that person is due to their own genetic makeup. So zooming out, how big of an issue is this? How often are patients prescribed medication that may not work as intended for them? I think the FDA has actually said about half of the medications that individuals take on a regular basis are not effective for their care. Um, or they may be doing what we intend the medication to do. So think of a, a statin for reducing cholesterol. It may be doing a good job of reducing your cholesterol numbers, but at the same time, it's causing you harm in other ways. Could be causing joint pain or inflammation or unintended consequences that really are, are uh, not the best suited medication for that person. And those are very often things that can be directed by genetic testing, helping us to understand what is the, the right statin to put that person on that would be both effective and safe. You know, when we look at a, a typical self-insured employer, 
Uh, about 20% of their overall healthcare spend is on medications. The rest of that money is generally used for all the, the uh, additional healthcare services that are required. But a, a huge portion of those additional services are related to those medications. So people who have to go to the emergency room because they're not uh, receiving the appropriate treatment from their medications are largely treatable in this way if we can identify what are the differences in their genetics that would make one pill right for them and another one inappropriate. I'm hoping that you can tell us a little bit more about some of the barriers that have traditionally blocked all of this research from being implemented in clinical settings and actually helping individual patients. So how is the science catching up really to what we're able to deliver today? Uh, this is really a, a, a totally new paradigm. So in, in, um, in the past, when we think about laboratory testing, we think about uh, a, a certain uh, particular vital of a, an individual being tested, being measured, and then an answer being immediately available. That's not really how genetics work. Um, genetics, we're looking at uh, dozens, tens of dozens, potentially thousands of genes that can all be different in different ways, person to person. And it's not one answer that can be derived from one gene. So it's a really complex issue. And when we think about genetic testing as a whole, it's become cost effective to test large portions of the genome as opposed to single genes, which means we can create a data asset for individuals that can be interpreted for today's problem, but also reinterpreted in the future. So we're not trying to do anything dramatically different. When we talk about the utilization of genetics, it's the implementation of some new information alongside of what they already do. So it's really been the introduction of this in a non-disruptive way and introducing it into the payment system such that it can be reimbursed and these services can actually be paid for. Tell us about Gene Dose Live, which is a tool that you, or rather that Coriel Life Sciences has been developing. Um, what exactly is it? Who's using it? And how is it helping to provide some of that information that doctors actually need to make those calls at the patient level? Yeah, GeneDose Live is a clinical decision support tool. Um, what that means is it's technology, it's an application that clinicians, whether they be pharmacists or physicians, can use to create the appropriate medication plan for a patient, bringing together all of these different facets of risk, not just the genetics, but all of those other things as well. What conditions does this person suffer? What foods do they eat? What things do they drink? What do they smoke? What... Uh, potential challenges might they have because of their stage of life. You know, when someone is older, certain medications can't be tolerated as much as when you're younger. If you're too young, if you're a juvenile, some medications uh, are also inappropriate. If you're pregnant, you know, things like that. All of that is uh, an awful lot that needs to be accounted for all at the same time, along with the genetics. And that's generally something that a physician or a pharmacist, frankly, doesn't have time to do that kind of due diligence on a particular patient. So we need tools to do that. And that's, that's what GeneDose Live is. It's a real-time modeling system that takes into account all of those various risks and helps those physicians and pharmacists see the alternatives in real time that are better suited for their patient. So it could be that it's a, a pharmacy team that's doing reviews for a particular population, it could be a doctor who sees only their patients, but it's a, the system has been designed such that it's role managed. You can see your patients. Each one of them you would consider like a case. So you can open that case. You can see the risks associated with their current treatment plan. 
genetic and non-genetic. And then you have an ability to action that by creating alternative regimen uh, um, trials. So you can try out different drugs and it will uh, test each of them against every one of those variables. So very graphically represented is a reduction or increase in risk across many, many different vectors, including genetic and non-genetic. So it gives them a, a, a quick and easy way to bring together what would otherwise be an awful lot of research they would have to do to understand what those risks actually are. What is the process like for the patient? In, in most cases, patients are identified by their healthcare provider as uh, being someone who is appropriate for this kind of testing in this process. Generally, that means they are someone who's being treated for a chronic condition. It may be someone who has had previous medication failures. Um, in the uh, case of someone who is identified for um, the, this service, they would be educated uh, through some outreach and some enrollment process to um, go ahead and sign up. We either do in-home collection through spit tests, through uh, what, what looks like an Ancestry.com or 23andMe kit, um, but a tube arrives in the mail, they spit in a tube, and that goes off to one of our laboratories for processing. Um, that From there, they are then contacted to say, your results are in. We'd like you to schedule an appointment with one of our pharmacists. And uh, that pharmacist will then assess using GeneDose Live the uh, results of the test and all of the other risk factors for that patient. Um, the uh, process then ends with that medication action plan that I mentioned before, which is really the recommendation of the pharmacist back to their own physician. Um, very easy for the patient to then get engaged with their doctor because their doctor has been briefed by the pharmacist on what those changes should be. Um, the really good news on all of this is it, it works. Um, we, we have a, a tremendous amount of uh, you know, feedback that we get from our patients. We generally feedback survey some of those folks. And you know, we talked a bit about um, mood disorders and mental health. And uh, you know, one of the, the uh, anecdotes that, that I have here um, from one of our patients recently was, I had previously been taking a different antidepressant med for 15 years for severe depression and hospitalization. Once I received my results, my med changed from SSNI to SSRI meds, and I've never felt better. My family, friends, and neighbors have been overjoyed with the change. Um, that's pretty typical for someone when we are able to identify that root cause being either genetic or non-genetic for medication failure, the results are pretty dramatic. So we, we love getting that feedback. It certainly is what gets us up in the morning and uh, it, what gives us uh, the reason to continue to push this further and further into the healthcare environment. GeneDose Live runs on AWS. Why build on the cloud? If this were a tool that needed to be installed locally in every hospital system or um, only available within certain clinics, it would be far less useful. This really needs to be available both on mobile devices. Uh, it needs to be available from a geographic perspective everywhere that clinicians are doing their work. Um, this very much lends to a hosted environment where we can really leverage the, the core technologies that are brought to bear by uh, AWS, and that includes database, security, uh, everything that we do from a redundancy and scalability perspective without us having to manage a data center, without us having to bring in lots of different best-of-breed technologies and try to cobble together something that's very specific for each use case. Instead, we can, we can develop more of a hub and spoke model that allows all of those potential endpoint users to reach into a central, constantly evolving system without us having to push updates to all of these specific endpoints. 
So this really, quite frankly, couldn't be developed in anything but the cloud because of how fast all of this information changes and evolves. How do you see GeneDose Live fitting into today's medical landscape and how will building on the cloud help Coriol Life Sciences deliver? For a patient that's seeking treatment for something that in their life is affecting them to the point where they needed medication, um, it's often a six to eight week journey per medication per dose. If we can immediately avoid certain medications because we know their body's not going to tolerate them or they're not going to be effective for them, we can shortcut that whole process, get people to treatment faster, and certainly reduce all of those downstream uh, economic costs that come along with an untreated uh, mood disorder. So in this space, um, GeneDose Live really fits this bill very well because as we see more and more individuals that are being diagnosed with mood disorder and mental health conditions, GeneDose Live and this whole process of genetic plus non-genetic factors can really get you there faster. And that's really what this is about. It's let's avoid all of the missteps. Let's uh, shortcut this journey and get people to treatment much faster than they might otherwise. If you enjoyed today's episode, check out our past conversations like episode number 40, where Hello Sunday Morning, an Australian nonprofit, discusses how scaling its Daybreak app on AWS has helped those seeking access to alcohol-related health support find community and help in real time. And join the conversation on social media with hashtag FixThis by AWS. Thank you to our guests, Scott, and thank you for tuning in. If you like today's show, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. We'll catch you on the next one.